0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to episode 15 of Quarter Down. Today, Vanessa and I have on with us two lovely ladies. um, The first being Megan, who is a product development manager in New York City, and she also manages her mentorship company where she is fueled by developing talent and helping mentees find their power. Secondly, we have on with us Anya, who attended the University of Miami with a background in advertising and marketing and has also worked as a social media coordinator for Jade Swim and additionally was a campus lead social media coordinator for Victoria's Secrets Pink. Welcome on, ladies.
1: Thank you for having us.
2: Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So, Megan, we'll start with you. We're very, very interested to hear a little bit more about not only your, your educational background and your work experience, but also your mentorship company. Um, that's one of our core pillars here at Quarter Down is mentorship. Um, so we're really excited to, to dive into that with you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in raw material sourcing and product development to start, and then maybe we can transition into a little background on your mentorship company. Sure. Uh, So,
1: hi everyone. My name is Megan Hill, and um, I'm the Product Development Manager at Foot Locker, Inc. Um, I'm a recent start there. Uh, It's been 60 days, so it's been super exciting uh, and and a great challenge. Um, But just a little bit about me. I have about 10 years of experience within raw materials, sourcing, um, and testing. I've worked for brands like Gap, Allison Olivia, Macy's, uh, Victoria's Secret, and then most recently Eber Jay down in Miami. Um, So within what that really uh, covers is I kind of take a design off paper and then I put it into a factory and then it shows up at a store. That's a super condensed version of what really goes on. It's a lot of way more challenges (laughs) along the way, but that's kind of the short of it. Uh, And then I also have a mentorship company. So it's great to know that that is one of your key pillars. Um, It's called Mentor Me Megan. Uh, and what I do is I, I focus more so on the fashion industry and I help Gen Z and millennials uh, navigate the career in uh, the fashion industry. So that could be anything from getting their first job, um, even questions throughout their internships, um, also transitioning careers. A lot of people start off in positions and roles within other uh, you know, sectors and other careers and they later decide, oh, you know what? I want to work in fashion, so I help them navigate those challenges and and really finding out the right recipe to to make that a possibility. And then I also help those who are looking to get promoted and and just navigate their industry overall with uh, different tips and tricks.
2: Very cool. Um, extremely relevant industry, growing, ever-growing multi-billion dollars. So it's, it's really, really fascinating that you're willing to share some of that 10-year experience with, with people who are interested in, in pursuing something similar. Anya, we'll, we'll switch it over to you. Kind of same vein, you know, again, we're very happy to have you. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Tell us about your fashion and travel blog. That's something that, you know, Laura and I have a, a blog and we try to keep up with the social media on Quarter Down and, you know, we have a, a big listener base who's interested in marketing and branding and so we're, we're really excited to hear a little bit about that and, and where it came from and what it means to you. Yeah, great. I'd love to share about it. So I wanted to start this for a while, but as a
3: busy student in college, it just was kind of, it took the back burner of priorities. But during quarantine, you know, we're all at home, nothing to do. I thought, you know what, if the time is going to happen, it's going to be now. So I named it Finds and Findings because kind of the background of it is I love to travel and I love fashion. I love to shop. And one of my favorite things to do while out exploring a new place is to check out the fashion there, find some new boutiques. I always like to have things that are different, kind of off the beaten path, just something new. And a lot of my friends would always ask, like, oh, where, Like, what's that store? Like, I want to know kind of thing. I want to be in the know. So that's why I thought it'd be cool to combine those two loves and kind of just take off with it. So it definitely was a lot of fun to highlight some cool new, like small businesses. And even now with obviously no travel plans for anybody, really, um, I've been able to find a lot of cool things on social media, on Instagram, even like the ads that we all kind of hate on Instagram that pop up on stories and stuff. Like I found a lot of cool new businesses through
0: that. So it's been cool to share that with a bunch of different people and whatnot. So, yeah. And kind of building off of, you mentioned travel was something that really interests you and also a key focus for findsandfindings.com. So I think it was back in 2018, 2019, but I saw that you attended the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity, which is a five-day conference bringing together the best of the global advertising and marketing industry. So tell us a little bit about this experience and how exactly were you chosen to be a student delegate?
3: Yeah, this was an amazing experience and I would say I probably learned more in those five days about advertising and the creative industry than I did throughout my years of school. It was an absolutely amazing opportunity and I was lucky because most people don't get to go to the to this festival until later on in their careers where maybe their agency is being nominated for an award or whatnot, and that's when they get to attend. But the University of Miami has a great program through our School of Communication where students can go as part of a class. So because I was chosen to do this class, then I was able to go for the five days and obviously do some projects and stuff um, to culminate the credits, but it was the most like uplifting experience We got to meet a lot of cool people, Um, even some celebrities. We met Justin Baldoni. Um, We saw Dwayne Wade and a few other cool people. And just to learn about the advertising industry from people who I'd only read about, like, on Adweek um, and other publications was just
0: really cool. And to be at the beach in the south of France. I don't think (laughs) anybody can ask for more than that. I, I don't think anyone can ask for anything better than that, especially as I have been cooped up with COVID now for, for quite some time. I, I can only imagine how nice that was. And on the topic of meeting celebrities, so tell us, did you get some autographs? Did you get some photos? Come on, what was what was the benefit with that? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the juicy stuff. So we actually,
3: some of the talks were larger, like in auditoriums, I guess you could say. So you didn't really get to be face-to-face with anybody special, but some were in like smaller group settings. So you were able to like, kind of like go up. And as long as you had a badge and everyone who had a badge was at the conference, you could kind of just go up and mingle. So it's actually kind of a funny story with Justin Baldoni. It was my sister's birthday and I was away in Canford and she was already pretty bummed that I wasn't home, <laughs> but we went up and talked to him and he was super friendly. And I said, Hey, can you like take a little video just saying happy birthday to my sister? And he did. And he was super excited to do it. So he was really friendly and it was nice to meet him. And yeah, so not really any autographs. I would say we got a photo with him. <laughs> um we're pretty close up to other people but he was like the closest interaction
0: i would say wow you're your lucky sister <laughs> <laughs> and then moving back to you megan with your mentorship company so tell us a little bit about your niche and do you have a specific demographic for who you're looking to mentor or who you're looking to help um in that sense
1: Yeah, so I would say that I really focus on the millennial and Gen Z um, kind of range and then also those who are entry level or mid-level in their careers. But I really, I, I'm not so specific to a person. I, it's really just anyone who really needs the insight. Um, I've had clients who, you know, they've tried it on their own and they're just not getting anywhere and really just don't understand the power of networking or other things that could really help them leverage and create relationships that would then get them into the door. Um, And then there's people as well, because a part of my all-inclusive program, I offer career QA. Um, A lot of people have come to me and said, oh, you know, I want to work in fashion. I just don't know what I want to do. And I think one of the troubles with school is, is that they always dual path it that you're either in merchandising or you're a designer. When there are so many other like lanes that you can take within the industry, and and just like any other company, I mean, you could work in finance and work in fashion. You know what I mean? So every company has their own intricacies, even from a business side. Um, but if you want fashion to be your your kind of your lane, like really knowing how to make the appropriate relationships, so I wouldn't say my my consumer or my client is so specific in the way that they're one type of person, but it's usually an age group of, you know, I would say anywhere from a new graduate. So 22 up to I've had clients that are as old as 36. um, And nobody really above that, because at that point, they're more in the executive level or should be at that point. Um, So it's more so that entry and mid level sweet spot.
2: So Megan, just kind of building off of that, Laura and I are curious how you've kind of built this reputation and built a client base. Um, what are some of the, the ways that you get your name out there and you really tell people, you know, this is something that you want to be a part of. There's value here from to learn from my knowledge.
1: Sure. So a majority of my clients have actually come from referrals, um, from, you know, people have referred me through their own experiences. And it's funny because this has only been a business for about, two and a half, three years. Um, I've done this though for a very long time and I was doing it just out of you know, kindness of my heart. I'm a passionate person, I love to help people. Um, so when I got into the industry back in 2010, I you know, had my own kind of methods and tips and tricks that I had to do to navigate and I thought, oh wow, well you know, I, I was a fashion design graduate. So as my friends started to graduate as well, I would pass down that experience where I've made mistakes where I've had wins so that they could better navigate their own journeys. Um, And then maybe about three and a half years ago, someone asked me, well, why don't you charge for this? Why don't you make this a business? Why don't you, you know, put some structure behind it and do this, you know, like take it seriously. And I honestly had never thought about it um, until they kind of placed that in my head. So then I just kind of took my process, put some structure around it and then, um, you know, started reaching out and said, Hey, you know, we've worked together in the past. Is there anyone that you think could, um, you know, use my services? And, and it kind of stemmed from there.
2: Very interesting. And you said the majority of your business is through referrals. Have you, when you're kind of getting your first clients under your belt, what were some of the channels that you leveraged to be able to get in touch with, with some of these people? Did you use LinkedIn, for example, or, you know, just emailing previous colleagues of yours, as you mentioned, what were some of the ways that you kind of started to expand right at the beginning?
1: It's so funny because honestly, I mean, back in, in that time, there really wasn't, you know, people weren't using social media the way that they are now. I think we only had really Facebook and people weren't really, you know, cold Messaging. I mean, I didn't think it was a business at that time either when I started, but the way that I've acquired customers today is more so um, from just that, that I guess, those referrals. So for people that I've helped in the past, uh, you know, they would say, oh, you know, who helped me get into the industry was uh, one of my friends, Megan. Or, um, you know, I have a friend of a friend, Megan, who, you know, she helped another girl I know get into the industry. You should talk to her. And then that's when I started, you know, creating that business around it. And honestly, from, from when this first started to now, even my services have changed oh. because I've now better understood, yeah, what, the, what my customers need. Um, and I've met people at work. And, and it's, what's horrible and good, I guess, about me is that sometimes I give advice unsolicited as well. So people have asked me like, oh, c- you know, can you mentor me? Uh, because if I hear you and you tell me, oh, you know, this is going on in my, in my career, my manager is doing this. This is what I'm experiencing. The first thing I say, whether client or not, I'm like, okay, first you need to do this. Then then you should do Mm -hmm. this and then talk to this person and take note of this. So, you know, it kind of just became, I guess people wanted to tap into me more. So those referrals just kept flowing in because, um, you know, they liked what I was giving, you know, unknowingly on accident, if you even want to consider it that, that they wanted more. So it kind of spun in that, that direction.
2: It really sounds to me like a a small scale consulting operation almost. And I I guess that leads me to believe or, or wonder, is this something you would ever consider making your, because I see, I see so much passion. I'll just add that in there. I see so much passion as you talk about it. Is this something you would ever consider making your main career?
1: I most definitely would. I mean, I, I really do love, I'm also passionate about the fashion industry and, and making product come together. I mean, that also lights me up. Um, but I could definitely see later on, you know, in my career to, you know, make this a more of a main focus and then do other consulting. Uh, but I like to consider because this is a consultancy, uh, in a way, if you think about it, I consider myself like a career doctor, or this is super cheesy, but like the hitch of fashion because, (laughs) you know, I work with super talented people that just don't know how to speak to their own talents. And that's kind of what I teach them. I teach them how to, you know, that tell me about yourself question, a lot of people struggle with. So really refining that, learning how to take what you've done that's so awesome. And then being your, a better advocate for yourself because a lot of people have it, they just don't know how to show someone else. And then you have others who can speak so highly of themselves but really can't bring anything to the table. So you know, really helping the people who have it but don't know how to, to speak to it, getting them confident enough to you know get their foot
2: in the door. Mm-hmm. And that's relevant to so many different industries as well. So, you know, if it ever came a time where this did become your your primary gig, we'll say it could be relevant to anyone because I, I just, those words even speak to me. You know, I struggle with answering the question in the interview, you know, tell me about yourself. So that's something that is extremely valuable and you hit an extremely large demographic on the head when you say things like that. I think a lot of people struggle with selling themselves up to the level they should be. Um, so it's fantastic you're going down this route. It's extremely valuable for, for so many different people. So kudos to you on that.
1: Thank you. Yes. I mean, I've considered going a wider scope and not narrowing na- narrowing in so much on the fashion industry. I like that so much because it is my passion. Mm-hmm. I have that experience. I mean, I do it every day, um, but I have clients that I have helped that aren't in fashion um, that I can also help. Like I have someone who works in hospitals. I mean, there's really not a science. It's more the job search is tailored, which is su- super tailored to the fashion industry.
2: For sure. Anya, hey, how's it going over there? Hey, I'm good. <laughs> How are you? So, good. <laughs> so we're switching it back. We're switching the gears again. Um, advice-wise this time. What tips would you have to give students looking to work in marketing and in the fashion industry today?
3: Yeah, I would say in terms of internships, it's definitely it's something you have to experience um, while you're in school to, you know, see if a career path is something that's of interest to you. So I would say my biggest advice that I learned while I was in university is to not say no and just to take any opportunity that comes your way and Sometimes that takes some digging. So I always thought, oh, maybe like it's all going to be in front of me kind of thing. But no, a lot of the really cool things and things that you really can take advantage of, you have to look for. So I'll give an example. When I was at Miami, I was looking for a way to get an internship. And I was doing some searching within the career site. And I saw like a shadowing program where basically the student shadows um, a company of their interests that they match you up with um, just for a day to see if that's an industry that interests you. So I actually got matched with Eber J, which is a swimwear and lingerie company based in Miami, which is actually where Megan and I met. Um, so it was really cool. I went in for the day and saw what was going on and I really liked it. And that ended up turning into an internship offer for the summer. So if I hadn't like taken the chance on that program that none of my friends or no one I knew was doing, I probably wouldn't have had that experience, which was so great um, for that summer. So yeah, I would definitely say, like, look for things, dig for things. They're always not going to be in front of you. And my second piece of advice would be use your professors. Um, they're not these, like, scary people who <laughs> are not approachable. They're, they're real people, and most of them are really nice, and they want to help you. They've all been in your stage being a student, and they've all succeeded after that. So their network can become your network. So stay in touch, and, um, you know, you can keep them in your lives after you get your diploma.
0: I feel like the professor or teacher thing is huge. I I know so many people who honestly only reach out to their to their professor if they have a question about an assignment or really only academic focused whereas most of these people, they are people too, not just your professor, have actual industry experience that could have been the same same path that you're looking to take. So even just looking to set up a coffee chat, I don't see any harm in doing that. Hey, I, I want to learn a little bit more maybe about yourself, your history, um, even where you are now. Any piece of advice you can give me, let's set up a 30-minute coffee chat. And most of the time there, they're more than willing. So I really like that piece of advice for, for both your experience and, and sharing with others.
3: Yeah, exactly. And you never know, like they can introduce you to somebody else after and the chain kind of just keeps going. So it just takes one message, one hey after class to say something and you never know where it's going to lead. Awesome.
2: So we are curious now to dive a little bit more into the educational aspect of, of your backgrounds. So Megan, with a degree from Virginia Commonwealth University with a specialization in fashion design, you have several years of experience working. What would you say are the biggest lessons you've learned from the classroom and from the workforce?
1: I would have to say, honestly, I mean, school, you learn a lot, but when you can get those internships while in school, that's where that experience really comes into play and you can actually apply it. Um, I went to school for design. I actually, my first job was production, which is totally different and more on the business and strategy side. I will say that it was super helpful to you know have those experiences because you are learning garment construction which has then played a role later on where i can make cost savings and really understanding the makeup of a garment Um, So I would just say, you know, really paying attention, yes, in school and, and getting those experiences and really soaking up that knowledge. But if you can get an internship at the same time, it is going to be so helpful because to see how that knowledge can then be applied is a totally different game. I mean, once you really understand why things matter. I mean, I remember taking textile courses and you would never even think that. You know, I wasn't even the strongest in textile courses, and then I end up working full time for many, many years in textiles. So you know, it's you don't really understand the magnitude of why uh, textiles is so important, and and you know the the you know the major like opportunity they can play in in cost savings and even to your point earlier sustainability and there's just so many new development new developments within textiles that can really add to the bigger picture um so i i really say just you know getting those internships for sure getting the experience absolutely
0: and then moving on a bit more now back to your your educational experience there anya so you are a recent graduate from the university of miami you're also now back here in Canada too. Um, having moved, was it right before COVID? I want to say, um, yeah, actually came home for four days thinking it was going to be for spring break and ended up just staying, but yeah. And as also tell us as a fashion lover yourself too, did you pack enough clothes for how long you were here (laughs) for? (laughs) Laura knows. Yeah, definitely not, but it gave
3: me some, an opportunity, I guess, to order some new things and, uh, you know, just add some new stuff to my wardrobe because I didn't <laughs> end up getting my stuff until a few months later. But there's a silver lining to everything. And that was definitely one
2: mm-hmm. to um,
0: staying a little longer than I had hoped. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I'm sure there's many students who are also in your boat, kind of those recent grads looking for maybe their first time job, um, maybe looking to experience new new things um so kind of what are your methods if you are looking for a a job right now um for either in marketing and advertising in fashion um or beyond let's say kind of what are your your methods that you're using to approach the the job search process if that is what you're you're looking to do right now as a recent grad
3: yeah definitely i would say being open-minded because i think this pandemic has has changed a lot of things and uh just the way, you know, agencies and certain places are hiring and um, just the patterns. So definitely, you know, putting a new experience under your belt, whether that be starting with freelance, which is what I've been doing for the summer and into now. And it's great experience getting to work with different clients and, you know, learn the new things that you may not have touched otherwise. So I would say definitely be open-minded to whatever opportunities come your way. And also kind of what I was talking about earlier, using your network I've been able to connect with people that i honestly haven't talked to in a while or have met new people through other people and just to hear their stories and where they landed how they landed what they're doing right now is really inspiring and it's just amazing what you can do over linkedin and other platforms
0: like that i think it's kind of nice to hear that too because in such kind of an unsettling time just hearing how helpful people are willing to be even just kind of getting on a call and saying by any means, can you just give me some sort of word of advice or even a recommendation and, and really lighting that path for, for you? I think that's kind of nice to hear how how humans are helping one another in this. Um, so I'm happy to hear that. Also, your freelance has been successful, too. So kudos to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and to the both of you, we will we'll, we'll switch over to Megan, but... Um, we are avid podcast listeners, both Vanessa and myself, also hence down. So we, are, we would love to hear if you have a podcast. It can be fashion-focused, it can be business-focused, or beyond mentorship, etc. Um, but give us a recommendation of something that you've been liking or listening to recently.
1: So my favorite podcast, it's, the title's kind of cheesy, but I love it. It's How to Be Awesome at Your Job. It's so good. Uh, so that one I listen to often. And then I also love uh, Second Life, uh, which is um, people, she interviews people who are, are you guys familiar? No,
2: I'm not. No. I don't know that one
1: either. Oh, okay. So she interviews people who have kind of started in their, maybe their twenties, late twenties, early thirties, forties, whenever, and have totally changed their career path. So they have um, Summer Fridays, the woman who started that. Uh, Brand she was working at another company and then one day wanted to start summer Friday So it it interviews people and kind of goes through um, You know For instance if I was working in fashion and then all of a sudden one day I became a yogurt connoisseur (laughs) That you know, then I would be on there because that would be my second life Um, And then the last one I think uh, would have to be how I built this Um, And it they interview like super large companies and uh, small companies as well and it talks about the highs and lows Because I think we all look at business owners and think, wow, this is so cool. They have this, you know, multi-billion dollar company, but you don't really understand how many times, you know, that they hit bankruptcy and, you know, but they just didn't quit. And how many years they were in, in poor and bad places and just still continue to now be this global notarized brand. So... Very, very uh, cool podcast. Yeah, I would say my
3: favorite podcast, I have one that I really like and Laura knows about this one. It's called I Suck at Life, but it's by <laughs> Yola Robert and she is a contributor at Forbes and she, yeah, she has a, a great network and she ends up getting some really cool CEOs and just really talks about how companies build, you know, all the setbacks and how you can bounce back from that. So it's been really inspiring. Very relevant. Um, to me as a new grad and I'm sure to really anybody who wants to give it a listen, And it just seems very conversational, and I feel like I'm, like, in the conversation with her and whoever she's interviewing, which I really like. And then there's one other that I particularly have been listening to lately. It's called The Sister Diary by Lauren and Maddie Orlando. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. And um, it's also been interesting because they're two sisters, and they have quite a large age gap, but they can still relate on, like, certain... You know topics that everybody kind of goes through as well as maddie actually has her own clothing company it's called artless and so she's talking about building that up um from the ground up like right now so it's just really interesting to listen to and learn
0: a thing or two Hmm.
2: very cool great recommendations guys thanks
0: yeah no worries and thank you to the both of you for joining us today Vanessa and I were both very excited to kind of hear from not only a fellow mentor Megan over here but also a nice perspective from a recent graduate especially um, it's nice that the both of you also have had your your paths cross as well so um, I feel like Anya from our previous conversations you've also learned from from Megan Definitely, so it's, it's kind yeah. of nice to a firsthand a first-hand conversation at just what mentorship can look like and the benefits it can provide so thank you to the both of you so much for joining us today and uh, we both really enjoyed having you on
1: thank you so much yes thank you so much for having us and this is awesome what you guys are doing so such a great podcast
2: thanks Megan thanks Anya thank you